In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we've got a great show today. We have author Melissa Bowersock coming on to talk to us about her book, which is very, very exciting. Um, and uh, then we're going to welcome Blythe Lipman, which she's always fun. She's so great for so much information on kids. I wish I had known her when my kids were little. How about you, Rob? I know. There's so many times that Blythe just has this no-nonsense way of looking at things, and it's sort of the most practical thing. And I don't know uh, if some of our listeners realize it, but Blythe's show is on Wednesdays, um, and she has some of the most interesting guests. But I also want to talk to her about some of the recalls that she features on her on her show every week. She gives a list of current recalls. And when you stop and think about it, isn't that something that almost every week she's got another recall to talk about? That and is amazing. You know, and yeah. it's so hard to know how to keep up with everything. And I love that you can just listen to her show and she will tell us, you know, like what we need to know. And that's it. Um, I, I think so many times I, I find myself being a little leery about buying something because whether it's uh, something that's a consumable or something that's uh, a product for the house or whatever, you think, gee, okay, what are the, what's the background on this? Who, where has it been tested? I don't have a subscription right now to Consumer Reports, but um, I, so many times I, I think, all right, how much do I have to research this before I, I invest in it it's it's um it's kind of scary to think that we have to be that leery or that suspicious of everything that we do well but you know what there are so many products on the market today there's so many things that you know we need to be aware of you know but sometimes it's like information overload i honest to god some of this stuff i just i can't take anymore Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's true. I think that there's that there are times that there's just too much. And there again, that's where the validity of things, whether you're reading something about a product or reading something, I don't know, even if it's on the news, if it, if it becomes a political thing, you have to really say, all right, where's the source? What was the research? How was the research done? Is this really uh, a, a valid statistic or or point of view and i guess we just have to be more um 
we have to be our own advocate to be able to say yes this is this is right for me yes this this nutrient is what i need or i i, I don't know about you but it takes you forever to get through the grocery store because i'm reading every single label <laughs> i'm not going to listen to the commercials on tv i'm going to read the label and i'm going to look at what's in the what's in the packaging and what's in the uh, what's in the ingredients Absolutely. Well, and I'm finding that I'm sticking to the same tried and true things that I know are safe. No, I'm very, very leery about trying any new product. And if it's a new mm-hmm. product from a brand I don't know and trust, even mm-hmm. harder to get that thing in my shopping cart. You know, even uh, dietary supplements, I, I, we were t- you and I were talking about uh, niacin not that long ago, and I went to the, to the drugstore, and I had about four or five different options as far as brands just to buy niacin. And in reading the ingredients on the back, I was realizing that there were additives in some of the brands. It was not just the niacin. Yes, you expect the little capsule to have a covering over it or the little uh, the gel cap or whatever it is. But in one of them, I found caffeine in the niacin. <laughs> and I said, whoa, I really have got to, to isolate this completely and make sure that what I'm getting is all that I am getting, not five or ten other things that have been kind of thrown in there just to give it a little punch and give it a fake effect, I guess you could say. Yeah. It's very, very difficult, you know. Um, with my dad living with me, you know, I see all, you know, I watch sugar and I watch salt. And with my kids, I watch sugar. And, you know, sugar is like hidden and under all these different names, too. I actually had to print out a little list that I keep. I'm so anal retentive. I keep it in my purse because, you know, I don't know what half of this stuff is. I'm not a chemist, mm-hmm. you know. But the one thing that I will say, you know, and this will make you laugh, is like I like to buy Fritos and I like to buy... Uh, corn chips, and if you mm-hmm. read the bag, they glaze, it says corn and oil or <laughs> potatoes. There you oil. go. It is like I know what those things are. I know what I'm getting. Are they fattening? Absolutely. Are they delicious? Absolutely. And salt. They say salt in there. Mm-hmm. But, but you know what? Mm-hmm. Those are three ingredients. I know what I'm buying. You you have to have a little guilty pleasure. I mean, yes, we can live on fruits and grains for forever and and think that we're the most healthy. But you know, I there's nothing wrong with a little potato in a corn or or a corn chip. I, I, I'm sorry, you, you're gonna have it, it's moderation, and it's being able to eat a little bit of it to be able to put it in a little container and only eat the container instead of sitting with the bag, which is so tempting. But um, I, I know it, it's we we do, but but there again, if you read the back of a ch- a corn chip bag and it's got a two-inch-long paragraph worth of ingredients, that's when you say, all right, I guess this isn't the best option for me. Right. But you know what? But at least on some of these things, I know what's in it. Most of the time, mm-hmm. I don't. I have no idea what these things are. And I got to the point where I would bring my phone and I would start looking this stuff up, and then I'd read the side effects, and then I'm like, oh, my God, I can't eat anything but a, like an ear of corn, and even that's genetically modified. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
And one of the things that I think, too, is if I'm in a different store, how differently everything is laid out and some of the brands aren't there. And I think of some of our military families who end up getting uh, PCS'd to a new location where that brand isn't carried. Maybe they don't have that brand of vitamins. And thank goodness for some places like Amazon.com because at least if you buy your vitamins through Amazon, you're always going to be able to get that brand of vitamin and you know what's in the brand. It's really expensive to try something else. I, I get really frustrated. I'll spend $15 or mouthwash. My goodness, I spent $12 on a particular kind of mouthwash that I liked and I can't find it anymore. I like that mouthwash. So I'm trying other ones, and it's $8, $9, $12, $14, and then only to get it home and say, gee, I really don't like this. That's really frustrating. And it was. It is. I have been known to send things back, though. I'm a good one for <laughs> for writing to a company and say, you know, this really didn't meet up to what you said it would on the label. So I, I have been fortunate to have some... Um, some feedback, some good feedback from companies. My daughter, when she was uh, traveling in Florida recently, had been to, she went to Disney, was absolutely, had the best time, she and her husband, but they went to another uh, amusement park down there after the Disney stay, and they were so disappointed with the hotel. She wrote, to, she, she's she's my kid, she wrote to the, the minute they got home, the next day she wrote to the uh, management of that particular hotel, and told them what her problem was. It was unclean. That She had a list of things that were uh, troublesome that she didn't like. Do you know what? They refunded every penny of her stay there. Wow. Yep. So I got to say, there's something to be said for bring and and the ho the hospitality girl. They, of course, we don't know the truth. Exactly. We weren't there when it happened. But they assured her that because the hospitality girl did not meet up to their standards that she was no longer employed by their company. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I said, "Wow, Emily, you got power." <laughs> I know. I could use her in a couple other areas of my life. <laughs> it's true. It's amazing that though that I mean, and then that brings me back. We talked last week a little bit about that show, Undercover Boss. It's not on right now, but um, these bosses that went undercover and realized what was going on in their company, and so many times I I would think as a company owner, you're so busy with what's going on in the corporate uh corporate level that you're not you're not as in touch with what's going on in the field and and how valuable it was for these bosses to go down in the field and realize wow this is this is happening or that's happening it's kind of scary it is but you know what i think it's great it's like with all these cell phones and camera phones and stuff like that you know we're starting to see and I think it's really great that, you know, people can actually prove things, you know, mm -hmm. videotape or, you know, audio recording, even though I know they're not admissible in court. It's like mm -hmm. that time I threatened that nasty baseball guy who kept yelling at the kids, and I came up with my iPhone, and I held him, and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm filming you, and you're going to be on YouTube. Man, did he shut up fast. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, it's it's accountability. I mean, it, it, before it, when things were were not so transparent, you know, it it's uh, it was a lot easier to pull the wool over people's eyes. You know, Sandra, uh, coming up on our next segment, we have talking about not having information readily available. The story that we're going to hear about it, is phenomenal in that um, in in our day and age now we we get instant information between cell phones and and uh, texts and videos but back in the uh, World War II era we didn't have that kind of instant gratification and as a result the family that we're going to hear about just angsted angsted if that's the word were were, they were so troubled because they had no information about their daughter had no idea where she was and come to find out she was being held prisoner by the Japanese at the at this time so we're going to hear all about Marsha Gates she is an angel of Bataan and her uh, family has her Melissa Bowersock has put together a wonderful testament to this wonderful woman stay tuned and hear all about it are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system keeping the home fires burning well that's what we're here for it's military mom talk radio with sandra beck and robin boyd and we'll be right back after these Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories, the people behind their masks, the truth about people's failures and redemptions in both their business and personal lives? Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years. And now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list to Rockstar Radio Network. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Do you feel like when you watch a cooking show or read a food magazine that the recipes are not practical for a busy family? Do you wish you could have a conversation with someone about the best way to get dinner on the table fast after a long day at work? Are you tired of cooking dinner only to have your family turn up their nose and all of your hard work? Do you want to hear more about healthy living and finding more time to find your passion in life? We'll pull up a chair and visit with Heather Tallman, host of Around the Kitchen Sink. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. here on Tugginet Radio. Like many women, finding balance in life and time to take care of yourself is hard to do. Between managing a career and marriage and children and a busy family schedule, it's hard to maintain a sense of self. And Heather shares how she does it. Check out Heather's website, basilmama.com. Join us for food and a whole lot more on Around the Kitchen Sink with your host, Heather Tallman. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list. And the Statue of Liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. 
covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And just a reminder for you, please, please buy your Girl Scout cookies. You cannot miss them. They are everywhere. Just pull out a five-spot, hand it over, take the cookies. If you don't want to eat them, buy some for the troops. Um, I got my two boxes today from Hannah Holly. And, Robin, you are just a guru over there. But I wanted to remind everybody to get the Girl Scout cookies. Uh, thank you. Absolutely. I, I'm so proud of what our girls do. And uh, if you haven't found out what a box of cookies can do, go to girlscoutcookies.org and look at the little video. It's really empowering. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, I know what cookies can do. I'll see on the treadmill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to welcome our guest, uh, Melissa Bowersock. She has written an outstanding book, Marsha Gates, The Angel of Baton, and we are so, so happy to have her with us today on the air. Um, Melissa, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself for our readers who may not be aware of you or your book? Uh, well, thank you very much for having me on. Um, I'm actually primarily a novelist. I've got nine novels out, and this book about my aunt was the first time I had ever written nonfiction. So it was a real challenge for me to, to switch gears and and not just invent whatever I wanted to, but, but to go by the facts and, and present the story as it actually happened. So it was an interesting experience for me. That must that have been is, fascinating, but yet it must have created so many questions. And I'll bet that you were compelled to keep on digging and keep on digging and keep on digging. Did you find that you had so much information, or did you find the information difficult to assemble? You know, I actually I did not have near as much information as I wanted. Um, the problem is my aunt and all of her generation are gone. So I had no one to ask about this, but when I started doing my research, I found out that the Wisconsin Historical Society, Wisconsin's where my aunt was from, had in their possession two scrapbooks that were made by my grandmother while my aunt was in the service. And I was able to download PDF files of both of these scrapbooks and they turned out just to be a treasure trove because my grandmother kept every letter, every telegram. She had photos. She had every single newspaper clipping that had anything to do with it and all kinds of memorabilia. And it was just, it was like a time capsule. So with that, you know, that was the basis for, for the book. And I could actually go step by step what happened, what, who wrote what letter on what day. And it was just, it was marvelous. Wow. That's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And, and once I got to reading this stuff, um, I mean, there's even a letter in there from President Roosevelt on White House stationery. And once I got to reading all this and, and really understanding the details, I thought, I have to write this story because otherwise it's just going to sit in a drawer and nobody's ever going to know about it. 
my first thought about this book, I had so many thoughts as I as I went through it. The first thought, as I as I kind of alluded to it at the beginning, was um, the lack of communication and how your grandmother must have ached every day not knowing what mm-hmm. was happening to her daughter. Uh, we don't. I, I don't think young people today. And that was my second thought: was your book is such a wonderful vehicle for young people to know what what people experienced in in that era the the lack of knowledge and the lack of knowing and she went everywhere red cross she went to every mm-hmm. department that she possibly could your mother your grandmother must have been a very strong and determined woman she definitely was and and you can tell that by what she does in in the book i mean she was not going to sit on her hands and wait for somebody to tell her something she was going out and and knocking on doors and and ringing doorbells and and just drumming up anybody that she could that might be able to help her get the information um so and and, and in that day in the 40s i think she was unusual in that that she was not she was not a a, a wallflower <laughs> But this is actually the story of my family, which is very strong women. And another thing that strikes me when you talk about the contrast between then and now is that nowadays we think it's a tragedy if we don't have enough bars on our phone and we drop a call. Or we think it's a tragedy if if it takes a web page longer than five seconds to load. And then when you read about my aunt and the hardship that she went through, you realize how fortunate we are. I mean, to have things just at our fingertips, and 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 the things that she went through, and the things that she persevered through, it's um, it's it's a pretty amazing story. Melissa, how do you translate that into military advice for today? I mean, I get that you know, obviously, we need to be more patient. We live in an instant society, but you know, you talk about the knocking on doors, and and you know, both Robin and I get a lot of requests from the public for information. Can we help them with this? Can we find them that? What is your advice today for military families after you wrote this book? What what did you come away with? You know, uh, I guess the the lesson is. Don't take no for an answer, and and keep at it. And you know, if 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 you run into a dead end here, then then go a different direction and try something else, um, because somebody somewhere has to know something. Um, but unless they know you're looking for the information, they may not know how to get it to you. So I think that's that's what I would say is don't give up and and just keep asking, keep asking. That's amazing in that I I think so many times a a parent would need this information and um, being able to have, I guess, the same as when you go to the doctor. The doctor says X. This is this is my answer, and you walk away and you say, "Okay, he's the doctor. I should believe him." And the same thing is, you'll get a directive from whatever department, and you think, "Okay, this is the government telling me this. I guess I should listen to it." And I love your your family's approach. Is that no? I don't have to settle for this. I I need to I need to get more information, and I'm not going to be satisfied until I do. Um, what do you think was one of the uh, most enjoyable thing about putting this book together? Be- 
because I'm sure it, you were compelled with details to to make sure that you uh, you put as much detail uh, and and factual information. But where was your joy? What was the most joyful thing for you? You know, I think the the most joyful thing is just putting the story out there. Um, actually, when I wrote it, I I honestly did not think I I, I wasn't writing it. To, to be a commercial success. I, I really actually didn't care about that. I just wanted her story set down, and I wanted it out there where it would be available. But I honestly didn't think that I would sell more than two or three copies to family. And and the um, the interest that this book has generated has been phenomenal. And, and that's been wonderful for me, to know that her story touches people and that it's relevant, as you're saying, that it's relevant to people today. So that has been a great joy and, and very surprising to me um, because I actually did not expect that. I just, I just figured I was going to write it, put it out there, and, and see what happened. And so the, the response has been wonderful. Oh. In uh, in the last few minutes that we have, Melissa, I would like the listeners to know in 2004 uh, what Wisconsin State Department of Veterans Affairs did in honor of Marsha Gates. Oh, yeah. They, um, they built a new um, wing at the Veterans Center, and they dedicated the, the hall to my aunt, um, and I understand that there were quite a few um, honorees in the running, and they chose her, which to me is a great honor. So it's a it's a veterans home um, for um, for older vets, obviously, mm-hmm. and um, and it's it's called Gates Hall. Matter of fact, it makes me cry just talking about it. <laughs> well, you know, I gotta say I'm kind of tearing up here too, Melissa, because I think that that's. That is a true testament, not only to um, uh, Marsha, but also to you for bringing her story to light. Because um, I, I think that this is an incredible honor. And um, the plaque says, in honor of Marsha Gates, Army nurse, who provided compassionate care and selflessness service to fellow servicemen and women while held captive in the Philippines during World War II. Um, and boy, that's um, very minimally put after reading the book. You know exactly the um, courageous efforts and amazing work that she did while she was there. How um, how much were you able to enjoy her after she came home? I, I just don't have the dates quite in my head, but how long uh, did you have to uh, have her with you after she came home? You know what, to tell the truth, um, my parents moved to California, and so I I grew up in California, Mm -hmm. and I actually did not see my aunt very often. I think I might have seen her a handful of times um, Mm. after the war, and she died in 1970, again, back in Wisconsin. Sure. So I I did not have a lot of time with her, and, and at the time, of course, growing up as a kid, I didn't think much about it. Now, of course. I, I would give anything to be able to sit yeah. down and, and have a conversation with her. 
Well, I think the conversations are in your heart with her because she certainly did leave uh, a lot of documentation. Your grandmother mm -hmm. was a saint in pulling all of this together. And I encourage everybody to pick up this book and read it. They can find uh, the book um, at New moonrising.net and that's n-e-w-m-o-o-n-r-i-s-i-n-g dot net thank you melissa Boston thank Howard you Cox. thank you so much stay tuned we've got life women are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system keeping the home fires burning well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Are you the kind of parent who just wants their kids to live the life of their dreams? Well, grab your kids and join How to Raise a Millionaire Radio with Ann Morgan James and Jack James. It's a lively interview and call-in show, Thursday, 6 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. This dynamic mother and son team are on a mission. They want to empower kids to dream big and go after those dreams with gusto. They want to fill the world with kid entrepreneurs. Are your kids ready for success? Don't miss their fun annex, lively guests, and discussions. For more on Ann and Jack and their show, check out their website, howtoraisemillionaire.com. Then join the conversation of lively interviews and call-ins, and let's give our kids the tools and encouragements they need to build a future they can bank on, no matter what the economy throws their way. It's How to Raise a Millionaire Radio with Ann Morgan James and Jack James, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hi, girls. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And our guest that we just had on was Melissa Bowersock. She wrote this great book called Marsha Gates, The Angel of Baton. If you guys want to find it, you might find it easier to find it on Amazon.com. I know for me, I just love Amazon. I love my Kindles. One click, and there you go. And it's so fast. 
Um, the other thing that I love, Rob, is I love our guests coming up. I think she has a heart of gold. I think she does so much for women everywhere. You know, uh, Rob, and you remember this, when you have kids, uh, especially, you know, I'm closer to having the kids than you are in this respect, <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. You know, they just mm-hmm. come out, they do the darndest things. You know, my brothers were older than me, so the idea of what little boys do as they're growing up yeah. is just astounding to me. I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. I look at them and go, are you from a different planet? Because I have no idea what you're doing, and Blythe has done such a great job demystifying a lot of that and giving us the tools. So I want to welcome Blythe Lipman. I can't talk. My my head is swelled. Thank you, Sandra. <laughs> I love both you guys, too. You're so great. You have such wonderful information. And thanks so much for having me on this show. Love your show. Oh, Just your tweeted about right it. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> Blythe is a wealth of information. And you know what's fun, too, is I love sitting in your chat room, Blythe, i got to say, because oh. we have the most wonderful conversations <laughs> in the chat room during your show. <laughs> you know, Robin is moonlighting as the therapist in the chat room on my show because we always get great questions. And I don't even have to answer them on the show because Robin does a terrific job. So Dr. Robin, I call her. <laughs> You know, I'll tell you something funny. You're talking about parents not knowing what to do, Sandra. This is really funny. Um, I take care of a uh, nine-month-old sometimes, and she has just discovered her voice, and she lets out the most blood-curdling scream. Not only does it hurt your ears, but you jump 50 feet, and it's laughter. I mean, she knows her voice, and it's so funny because it's a first baby. I love these new parents to death. They're wonderful, and they think it is the cutest thing, and I finally said, what are you going to do when you take her on the plane and she does this? Because they travel quite a bit. And I said, don't encourage it. You know what? Don't scream back. They're screaming back and laughing. I said, you know what? Walk away. Walk away. (laughs) (laughs) It is cute, but you don't realize that you're enforcing and you're teaching them it's okay to scream at the top of your lungs. No, boy, and I can tell you, you know, Blythe, my my family is in New York, and I live in Los Angeles, and I had to fly back and forth with my kids, especially when my mom was dying and having her mastectomies and all these things, and I got to tell you, I was the most hated woman on United for months, because you're right, it's like, well, I had a toddler and a newborn, so the one would scream, the other one would laugh, then they both cry, and I swear to God, what is it with babies that poop on takeoff? That's the only time you can't get up and change their diaper. And then you get the looks. Did you see? Did you see? Um, I talked about on my show one morning. There was a family that had two-month-old twins or two-week-old twins, mm-hmm. and as they got on the flight, they gave everybody a goodie bag with a number of their seat and said, "It said we apologize ahead of time if our boys scream. Here's a little something. Mm-hmm. We're in seat. Blah blah blah. If you want to come yell at us." <laughs> Oh, my God, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. And they didn't cry. You know what? I think they were only two weeks old. They didn't cry because they were really newborn. And anyway, I thought that was pretty good. Oh, God, that that's is. funny. 
That is, I used to feed mine on takeoff. You know, I would actually try not to, and maybe, like, you can tell me if this is cruel and inhuman, but I wouldn't feed them, like, the, the first two hours before the flight would take off. Then they'd be so hungry and thirsty, you know, and I'd be feeding them on takeoff. And, you know, a lot of times they'd cry through the airport, but they would fall asleep. You know, because they were so happy to eat. And, um, you know, I didn't know what else to do other than wear these little suckers out. You know, it's a six and a half hour direct flight. I think you know, that's smart. Isn't it true, though? Because when they're suckling, they're topping the pressure in their ears. So, and I think absolutely. that's probably half of the reason why kids cry is they get that sensation. It's not that it's painful, but, you know, when you change altitude, you get that funny, funny pressure in your ear, and they don't know what that is. You know what? And it's loud in the airport anyway. I think it's great you do that because, you know, they can't tell us. We can't give them a piece of gum like we chew if it hurts our ears. Sure. Whatever works. You know what? I tell parents all the time there is no right or wrong. Every baby, every child, all of us, we're all different, and whatever works. But, you know, I was listening to the show in the beginning, and you were talking a lot about recalls. And I do do recalls. It's usually the second or third thing I do on my show every Wednesday. And it's amazing, the recalls. Um, on babyinstructions.com, that's my website, I have a recall page at the top, and I update it every single week. And it's so interesting to me because some of the things that are recalled are such common sense things. Like last week they had a recall with a folding step stool because when you stood on it, it cracked. And I thought, no, I hope nobody's going to try to tape it or do other things. Or like some of the recalls, they had magnet balls, and you didn't want the kids to put them in your mouth. And you know what? I... Parents don't know. You don't know that something isn't safe. If you've never had a baby before, it looks safe to you, and you just, you don't know. But well, and the one worse. thing, too, like I want to share with you guys, I have two little boys. They are very, very identical in nature, identical in looks. My first one never, ever, ever in a million years would wrap anything around his neck. The second one, if it was an electrical cord, if it was a cord hanging from the wall, if it was a scarf, I mean, he was just, you know, suicide waiting to happen. And I was so unprepared because the difference from one kid to the other, you know, and I remember reading when the blinds were put up going, oh, my God, what kid would wrap his neck around or wrap the blinds around his neck? By God, my second one did. You know what? It, you don't know. Like I tell parents, get on the floor and crawl on the floor when you are going to childproof your home. Because to you, you know, there's a little cord hanging from your computer that could pull everything down to a baby or to a toddler. Or they don't know. It looks fun. Let's wrap it around our neck or let's pull it first and see if it falls hey, off. <laughs> it's scary. One of the biggest things that is so scary that's gotten worse in the years is that they have – there's been a lot of instances with televisions and bookshelves falling on kids and chests of drawers because, kid, you know, toddlers like to climb. They'll climb yeah. on the chest of drawers. The whole thing's falling on them. If a TV is not stable, they'll try to pull on it. I mean, I tell parents all the time, if you have a bookshelf, make sure that you bolt it to the wall. Find the stud, get a carpenter, whatever, because they're going to experiment. It's normal. That's how they grow and learn. They're going to try things, and we have to keep them safe. Mm-hmm. That's my Emily. She would pull out every drawer and stagger it so that it was like a set of stairs. And she would climb up to be on top of a, of a chest of drawers just to just that way. She would pull out all the drawers. That's <laughs> so smart. We can if laugh now, huh, Stan? I mean, Robin, they're grown up. <laughs> yeah, 
But you know what? You're, you're right, Blythe, especially with television. Because, you know, when I was growing up, you know, television weighed as much as my dad. You know, those big tube oh, things. Yeah. You weren't going to move those suckers. Consoles. Sure. But, you know, we looked at the cute little flat screens that we have now that are so light and so convenient. It's like you pull those suckers right off the top of the, the console. Oh, yeah, and they have. And unfortunately, it's, you know what? Children have been killed with these things falling on them. And it's so, there's no manual. That's why I did help. My baby came without instructions. I have a whole chapter on um, childproofing. What about in the wintertime when, so, of course, you're not in the miserable weather, but um, in the, it, many of us who are housebound, the kids are going to get into a lot more stuff be, being cooped up in the wintertime. What are you uh, saying to parents as far as helping them be stimulated in, in a creative way instead of getting into mischief? You know, I have to say, both of my children were born in Portland, Maine, and I lived those years when they were babies in the snow. So I remember well, they're bored, they're cranky, you're cranky because you can't get out of the house, and you put the snowsuit on and get the gloves and everything, and then they're cold in three seconds. So, <laughs> I, I remember those days, and I have to say, first of all, moms and dads, keep your sense of humor. That's the first thing. Um, I love doing arts and crafts and cooking activities with children. You know, a toddler as young as two, you can make instant pudding with them and have them stir it with a spoon. Mm-hmm. You can you can do cookies and have them pat down cookies. And Play-Doh is really fun, but if you do it with a cookie, then they get to eat it for a snack. And you can use, you can make oatmeal cookies. You know, they're healthy if you haven't bought your Girl Scout cookies yet. Just a little plug. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Also, arts and crafts are so easy. When it's not snowy, go to the dollar store and buy a bunch of glue sticks and some construction paper and look around the house. You can take construction paper even and rip it in pieces and give your child a glue stick and let them glue everything on. Put a tablecloth on the floor and let them do all kinds of activities. You can you can do buttons. If they're older, make sure the buttons are big and they can't put them in their mouth. Um, for young babies... Put your baby in the high chair. I mean, by young, I mean 9, 10, 11, 12 months. And let them do pudding painting or take some baby food dessert and put it on a plate. Babies are very tactile. They love to put their hands in things. Yes, it's a mess. But you know what? They love smearing things around when, you're, when they're really bored. Don't throw mm-hmm. anything at me for that one. But just get, you know, you take the tray off the, the high chair and you just put it in the sink. Sure. Just hose them down. Well, I used to give mine to my dog. I would take the whole high <laughs> right chair over. Because you know it would get, like I had one of those old-fashioned high chairs. It was probably mine when I was little. That was wood with the, the really pretty turned spindle legs. And, you know, SpaghettiOs would get in those cracks and stuff. And I'll tell you, there was nothing better than calling Sally over once, you know, my kids were upstairs and let them lick that thing clean. And then I would just spray the whole thing down with Lysol. That's great. And I think you're right, though, Blythe. Who cares about the mess? You let them explore and let them experience it. And sure, if you've got company coming over in a half an hour, you're not going to pull out the pudding. <laughs> but but you certainly have to let... you like them or not. <laughs> that's true. That's true. If you don't want the people coming or staying, 
<laughs> Love that old pudding. Um, we, I think it's so, it's so true, though. You're right, Blythe. That that kids are so tactile, and and they uh, they need those those kinds of things. And it's a wonderful way to keep them busy. Stay with us, Blythe, until after the commercial break, because we've got lots more questions for you. We're talking to Blythe Lipman from Baby and Toddler Instructions right here on Toganet on Wednesday mornings at eleven Eastern Standard Time. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Get the competitive edge and take your success to the next level with the Gold Medal Success Show and your host, Forrest Fisher, six-time U.S. National Gold Medalist. Tune in every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Central, 6 Pacific, here on the Rockstar Radio Network as Forrest gives you access into the mindset of true champions and helps you apply these success principles to your life and business for immediate results. Each show will feature guest athletes and business experts who have achieved tremendous success and are ready to share their stories of struggle, glory, tragedy and triumph, revealing tips and strategies Forrest and these guest experts use to propel themselves to world-class success. Many people live their whole lives wanting more. The Gold Medal Success Show will demonstrate that anyone can have a more fulfilling and satisfying life when they put a few basic principles into play. Make every day game day with the Gold Medal Success Show each Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Are you happy with your life? Satisfied with the direction you're taking? More importantly, are you content with the results you're seeing? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join host Brian K. Wright as he talks to experts in many areas relating to life success, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. Each week is a dose of inspiration. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. Success Profiles Radio is a show that will clearly demonstrate the principle, if I can do it, you can do it. So don't miss this opportunity to take control of your life and your results. Success Profiles Radio with Brian K. Wright. Mondays at 5 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list and a statue. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and I would like to let all our listeners know today that you can pick up our show on iTunes under Military Mom Talk Radio. You can go to the .com by the same name, military uh, militarymomtalkradio.com, or pick us up on our host station, Toginet. I'd also like to give you one more number. This is for a phone consultation with Blythe Lipman. I just think this is a resource that cannot be denied. Blythe, how would people reach you? Uh, for a consultation. 
People can go to my website, babyinstructions.com, and they can contact me via email, or they can call me at 480-510-1453, and I'm Mountain Standard Time. I'm in Arizona, but if you wake me up, it's fine, because that means your baby is up and you need help. So (laughs) feel free to call me for a consult. (laughs) I love what I do. I did that That once when... My son was first home. I had was trying to get that breastfeeding down pat, and we were just not in sync with each other. <laughs> and the nurse at the hospital got a call from me, and it was 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I'm sure she was happy to help. She was happy to help. I was a brand new mother. I was trying my darndest, and we just were not in sync. And all she heard was him screaming, and then she started hearing me crying. And we we got it down. We got it, Pat. I've got two very beautiful, healthy children. You know, I wonder how many moms cry when they nurse. I did. I mean, you don't you don't know. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do until you it, get it, the hang of it. You're right. Well, it did take some. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it. you don't get the hang of it, and sometimes they don't work. Like I had, and Rob, you remember this, the uniboob. I had one yeah. that produced <laughs> milk. I had the other one that was a dud. It was The milk-producing one was huge. The other one was tiny. I couldn't fit on a bra because one of them would be all bunchy. It was miserable. And the, the health center that I went to gave me this machine. I swear to God, it was like a torture device from the 40s. It went like, <sighs> and you had to put it to yourself and it had these little dials that went from zero to nine and you know you were supposed to start it at one two three four well one time i left it at nine and i swear to god you probably heard me screaming in new jersey and new hampshire (laughs) it takes some time and And it hurts nobody tells you it hurts it did hurt at first, and it didn't take long, but it did hurt at first. But I was such a proponent because my husband was uh, in between jobs at the time, and I was determined that I was because of financial reasons, and I was determined I was because I was such a proponent of um, having my child benefit from, from breast milk. And I know that not every mom can do it and um, that there are certainly wonderful uh, formulas and, and you you got to find the right one for your child, but that was what was right for me. I, I mean, I, I don't want to ever say one is better than the other, but yeah, I, I was a huge proponent. You know what? I, I had a guest on my show, and she wrote a book for moms who can't breastfeed because not everybody can, and it's okay. Yeah, yeah it is okay. Right. You know what? Well, they I'm going to ask you guys what you think about this one. Like, for my first one, he was so premature that my, you know, the milk never let down. And even though I pumped after, you know, the he was taken out of me, it still never worked right. Now, my second one, he was the Uniboob one. That's the one that worked. Um, I had a toddler, so I would take the extra breast milk and throw it in his stuff. Do you think that helped? You know what, Sandra? I don't know. Who knows? I mean, breast milk is, is great. Formula is great. I think the biggest thing that some of the – that we forget is that you have to relax. And when you don't relax, then – Forget it. It makes it twice as hard to nurse. But no, you know what? What's the difference if it's in a bottle, if it's from the breast, if it's, you probably, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, no, I, mean, I just want to cover every base because with, with my preemie, and, you know, and I started calling these women the lactation Nazis because 
you know, they were after me, like going drink the like non-alcoholic things. They gave me all these things to eat. They're like pumpy side. I pumped till I bled. That first baby didn't oh. get a drop because everything got contaminated. And they're like, as soon as the blood gets in it, you can't feed it to them. Mm-hmm. So you know, tough. and you know what's new now that I that I just heard about? They have a some kind of a pill or a, I don't know if it's a vitamin that you can take. If you drink, you take this, and then the baby doesn't get the alcohol. Supposedly, it doesn't go through the breast milk. Huh? Huh? That's a new one. It was new to me, but I guess none of us are nursing now. So, what else can I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> I want some tips for single moms because, you know, moms, there's not only a lot of single moms in the military, but there's a lot of moms that function, at least childcare uh, respect-wise, as a single mom because their husbands are on deployment. I've got some tips to give, but Blythe, I want to hear what you have to say. You know, I really have to say, first of all, whether whether you have a deployment situation or a husband that works all the time and travels, it's tough to be a single mom. And you know what? You're expected to do everything, and single moms think they have to be perfect, too. But to me, you're doing double duty because you don't get that help. And a lot of times the families don't live near you anymore. You know, they're not next door like they used to be years ago. They're 2,500 miles away like like we were talking about. Um, first of all, yeah, I my number one tip, and I'm, if you want to know some activities, I can share that, but I have to say the number one tip is don't be afraid to ask for help, whether it's your friends, whether there's a play group, whether you have a, a nursery or a daycare center, you know, wherever you live. Don't be afraid to ask for help. It doesn't make you a bad mother. I mean, trade child care with a friend. And if you don't know anybody, if you're new to the area, get a list of names, see who's in the area, see who has kids. And every mom wants to trade. Every mom wants to be able to just sit down or even take a nap for 20 minutes while somebody they know um, is qualified taking care of their little ones. Well, that's those dual play dates. You know, that's what I called them. The dual play dates were what kept my old co-host for my old show and I sane for years because I would take the older ones, she would take the younger ones. And she was much more patient with the older, the younger ones. I was really good at keeping the older ones entertained. But if we didn't do that, um, there was no way to get the kids to church, to get them to, you know, she was married to, is married to a fireman, a firefighter. So it's not uncommon for her to be alone for two or three days at a time. And I tell you, for her just to take the old, the younger ones for one afternoon and I took the older ones, even just that, was a huge help. Well, you have to ask for help and you have to rely on other people. And I was looking at it from the standpoint of taking care of yourself because even even mothers that are not single mothers don't take the time to take care of themselves. And you have to have girlfriend time. You have to do what we're doing and -hmm. just talk to other women. And you know what? You're a mom first, but you also have to be a woman. You can't just be somebody's mom 24-7. You have to try to balance it, and it's really tough when you're doing it alone. Um, the other thing I want to say for single moms, what's helped a lot of them that I've spoken to is in the beginning of the week, they sit down and they actually write down the activities, what they're going to do. If their kids are young, if they're babies, if they're, you know, if they're not in daycare and you're not trading, trading with somebody or having a play group, they'll sit down and Pick one activity a day that they're going to do with their child. So they have it. Sometimes when we write things down, it looks easier to us. 
Well, and I think it also, like, would help with the guilt, like, because I know, you know, as a single mom with two little kids, I would see all these other families going to Disneyland and, you know, going to SeaWorld, and they'd go to the park, and it was like, on some days, just for me to get out to the grocery store and drag these two kids, you know, I was so exhausted because it's a 24-7 thing. There's no relief when you're a single mom, and if you don't know people in the neighborhood like I didn't, it's really tough, and there's a whole lot of guilt that you're not giving your kids what everybody else is. You know what? What you are, you can only do the best that you can do. You can't. I, it really takes away from it when you feel guilty. You want to know you're doing your best. And so what? You know what? If they have two different color socks on or if their clothes don't match or you know what? Or if you if you don't have a healthy snack that day and you're going out and you stop at a God forbid McDonald's or you give them fast food. You know what? There's no perfect. You have to do what works for you. I used to love that little show, Punky Brewster, because she used to wear crazy clothes and different colored socks. So when the kids would get themselves dressed in the morning, if they had Punky Brewster, we called them Punky Brewster socks. And it was okay. <laughs> it's all, you know what else? Parents get real, moms especially get really guilty about putting videos on or putting the baby station on the TV. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't sit your kids in front of it, you know, for 24-7, it's okay if you need that break to take a shower. Right, right. I think that you've just given us so much permission, Blythe. <laughs> well, Blythe said I could do this, so I'm doing it. <laughs> it's okay. Well, you guys, you guys, you will laugh when you hear this. When my kids first started going to overnight at their dad's, now, man, mind you, this was four years after I was a single mother, um, I would sit down, I'd be so tired, I would automatically tune in like Nicktoons or Nickelodeon or something like that, and I'd be completely by myself ready to eat my dinner for an evening, and it would take me about 10 minutes to register, oh my God, I can watch my own channel, but there were many times where I sat down and just automatically tuned to that channel. <laughs> That's funny. That's sad, actually. <laughs> Blythe, where can we find your book? And there's another one on the horizon, isn't there? Oh, I'm so excited. You can find my book, of course, at Amazon.com. It's in it's on Audible.com if you want to listen to it. Help, My Toddler Came Without Instructions will be born Mother's Day this year, 2013. And you can also purchase it through my website, babyinstructions.com. Oh, how exciting. I'm so excited. Blythe Lippman, you're just wonderful. We love you so much. Thank you for having me. You guys are great. I love you, too. I love being on the show anytime. I will stand behind everything. You can write a contract with me for not watching Nick's program. I'm here for you. Oh, my gosh. That's wonderful. Yeah, and I and I do encourage you to t- tune into the show because, boy, does she cover some great topics, and she has some super guests. Um, speaking of guests, next week we have a, a little spin. Uh, we have Dr. Suzanne Phillips coming back with us. She comes and visits us quite often, and we love it when she does. We're going to get into some PTSD issues next week, and also we have Stephen Boyd returning as our veteran correspondent next week. So we'll definitely have lots Lots to talk about next week. You won't want to miss it right here on Military Mom Talk Radio. For Sandra Beck, this is Robin Boyd. Have a great week. <laughs> 